thinker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution in the public or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian uh, uh, protester Wiley. <laughs> I guess we'll go with that. That yeah, you you really had to work hard for that one, didn't I, you? You know, I I was I I had another thought in my head, and then it went away as soon as I started talking. I, well, I like I almost wanted to start over. I, I'm just a girl in the world. What can I say? You're just a girl in the world. Huh? That's all that I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, right? I actually saw them. At like a bar, really? Like no, I saw no doubt, no doubt at, like at a, a bar. Like it wasn't a bar. Hold on, it was a, it was a, it was an entertainment venue, but it wasn't like a major entertainment venue. It was like a, like a Janus Landing type. Yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. up in North Carolina, as a matter of fact. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it was a uh, very interesting, very interesting. It was hmm. a very interesting evening, actually. Yeah, all around. But um, that was a good time, though. Have fun. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would have loved to see you know Gwen back in the day, man. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's a indeed, good time. indeed, indeed, my friend, indeed. So, what's a good word? Um, a lot going on here. But first off, I would like to thank all the people that are listening to the show. Thank you very much for listening. Especially, I know that this week my brother in law is going to listen. Um, I got to figure out what episode we talked about the. Um, uh, we talked about. Oh crap! I forgot about that. But at any rate, he'll listen to the old, uh, he'll listen to the other show. So Ray, Ray, thanks for listening, buddy. You're like serious dementia today, man. I am. I feel. I feel weird. What the hell's with this. going I'm on? I'm forgetting things left and right, but that's all right though. Um, and if you Happens would like to hear age. the second hour, then go to Patreon.com/slash Unintended Baggage. You get the uh, show. Um, you get the exclusive content for the Patreon listeners, and you get show swag. Yeah, but you got to give us some fucking money. Exactly. Yeah, give us a little money. Exactly. What's the matter with you people? So yeah, just yeah. Hey, even two bucks. What are you gonna do? It's right. two. What you, it's, it's two bucks. It's two dollars, huh? For the, for the price of a cup of coffee a day. Hey, for or not a, a cup, day. Of, cup, Cu- of cup of coffee a, coffee a month. month. What's wrong with right. you? What does it wrong? With you? <laughs> um, also, in, just to get into weird personal story time, um, we have now. two two clients in Snickerfield Farms. <laughs> Snickerfield Farms. Yes. Is that what you're literally calling That's it? That's what we're calling it now. Uh, okay. We're calling it Snickerfield Farms. So I was I was uh You're two. I'm client number two. Yes. Huh? Raise yeah. one, actually. Ray Ray's number one. Ray Ray's nice. number one, you're number two. I get get my weekly dozen fresh eggs. I like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hey, hold on though. There's a point to be made with this though that mm-hmm. I did want to bring up. Okay. I think that as an indivi- as individuals right now, one of the better things that you could do is to shorten your logistic supply chains in certain items. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like to get one removed from certain things. And so we're going to we're going to deal with eggs first. So we're gonna we're dealing with the eggs first. So we could cross eggs off the list. Yeah. So hold on, eggs. But eggs provides protein. Oh right. You know, I, I, eggs I, are good things. I concur. I just find it funny that you know that eggs is where you start. Alex, Mister Logistics Brain, is kicking in now, and this is like a kind of you know a really cool thing for him that uh, we can we can now cross eggs off the logistics supply chain. Yeah, well, technically, you can you might be able to actually cross chicken off the supply chain too. Because well, if we, you we start eating chickens, chickens, you're not going to have any more well, no, eggs. No, you just you you. You got to have more chickens. You need a cock for that, and we know you don't have a cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gave the cock up. We gave the cock up. <laughs> we'll get the cock. We're going to get the cock back. Though. Well, that's good. That's good well, to know. Here's the thing. The only thing is, like, because, like, I live on a half acre, and you can put a lot of chickens on a half acre, but there's going to be a certain point where the authorities are going to try to get involved with something like this. Like, even in Hernando County, we're probably... Like we're probably reaching the limits until we actually go out and get the ten acres. There's somewhere. chickens in my neighborhood. No, no, yeah, but there's a difference between five or six chickens right. and fifty chickens. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're going for fifty? Well, here's I thought the you thing. only had a dozen at this point. Well, no, no, we have eighteen. I think right now. Eighteen. You're up to eighteen. Yeah, okay. we have eighteen right now. But I'd like to double yeah, that you're, number. You're kind of. You're kind of really pr- well. <laughs> you start doubling that number, and next thing you know, you literally are a farm. 
I mean, you know, F- USDA needs to come out and shit. <laughs> You're going to need stamps on those chickens. I want to get to the point before we have to move. I want to get to the point where we have 20 In fact, hang on clients a second. Hang on a second. Getting a dozen a week. <laughs> I think by selling me those the, that dozen eggs this morning, I think you violated federal law. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I don't care. We're I'm pretty we're, sure you have. We're going with it. Because I'm pretty it. sure if you sell eggs, they have to be um, what is it? Steamed, sterilized. I mean, it, you, that's the difference between natural eggs. Is natural eggs you can just leave out on a counter because they have a a natural coating on the shell that is antibacterial, antimicrobial. Yeah. So they'll, you know, the, you don't have to worry about them, uh, you know, going bad. Essentially, I, at least, you know, not for a while. Yeah. Um, they can sit on your counter for several days with no problem at all. Yeah. Uh, whereas the ones you buy in the grocery store, all they steam off that protective layer and you have to put them in the fridge. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, they'll go they're going to go bad. Yeah. Um, but I think that if you sell them, I think that's the, the law. You actually have to ste- go through this steam sterilization process. I don't know. Well, we'll have to figure it all out. I have to look up because you go to Europe anywhere in Europe. They, they don't do that to the eggs. And there's just, you know, there's a bowl of eggs out on the counter. Yeah. That's how you buy your eggs in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. No. And so what, what, what I want to do is I want to find just before we move into the uh, before we move out to the to the 10 acres. Right. I want to find 20 people that I can basically give a dozen eggs to. Yeah. And maybe I can get maybe the workaround on this is like it's you're a member. I mean, that's only 100 bucks a month, but it covers your feed. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, 100 bucks a, a, week. a week. Yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. It's 100 so bucks that's a week. Yeah. You can actually pull a little profit off that probably. Well, here's the thing, but all the money we're going to just sink back into building the, you know, to, to making sure, well, when we're covering, we're covering the cost of everything. So next thing you know, you have 1.7 million chickens. <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally control like two thirds of Hernando County. <laughs> the chicken. Well, no, I think the, 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 the other thing, you, well, we are growing, we're growing other things as well. So we're growing peppers and squash and, and like, there's all different kinds of things that are growing right now. So, oh no, look, you want to. Fucking anarchists. Yeah. You God, you God forbid the anarchists. Honestly, hold on. I bet you're collecting rainwater too, aren't you? <laughs> not yet. You no, fucking not yet. criminal. Not yet. So hold on. If you're going to be the chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, then I need to get a title as well. And so I need to be the chairman of the um, uh, chicken squatter I don't. I don't know. What oh, you you're talking about the anarchist guild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's as uh, many of you don't it's know. It's the guild of professional anarchists. The guild of professional anarchists. Wait, well, technically that's the technical name, but we like to just call it the anarchist guild. Okay. Um, I, I'm a member of of uh, local one five one. Yes. Uh, chapter of the anarchist guild or the guild of professional anarchists, if you want to go with a full technical title. And uh, yeah, I've recently been elected as the uh, chairman of the building uh, materials. Uh, uh, building material projectile uh, distribution and staging committee. Uh, uh, staging so, and logistics. Committee. Staging so and logistics committee. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, sorry, I, yeah. I misspoke there. And it's the West Central Florida Guild. Yes, yes. Well, it's local one five one, but it covers all of West Central Florida. Local one five one. Local one five one. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, I, now and wait a second. I, I don't have the authority. If you don't like what people are really protesting about, blame us. I I do have the authority to appoint you to my committee. But I don't have the authority really to do anything else. So I mean, if, if but you, I want to be. I if wanna, you want to chair your own committee, you've got to go before the membership and you know, um, and ask to be appointed and you know that sort of thing. Uh, I mean, it's a whole thing. It's you know, I'm, I'm going to do it. The though. Anarchist Guild is a very structured, regimented organization. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really structured, huh? You know, I hear there's a, an opening in the Molotov cocktail uh, d- uh, committee. Oh, really? Yes, yes. I'll they have to look they into need that. right now. They need a a lot of people putting gasoline in bottles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, so there's a big need right now for that. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Glad to glad to hear it. Though. <laughs> so you know what? It, it's funny because I've been putting that out there, and people are coming back thinking it's legit. You know, <laughs> like you, I have people like, uh, especially basically those conservatives that will believe any conspiracy theory you put out there. Yeah. And the ones that have the Trumpy bear. Um, those people literally think I'm serious and they're like trying to dox me. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. So they're trying to tell I had on someone you? this morning threaten that they were going to find out who I was. 
<laughs> which I know is fucking his. Uh, well, here you go. Go to Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, it's fucking, I, I know. Just uh, people are so fucking stupid. And that's one thing I've found is, is a lot of Trump supporters are so gullible. That is the one tie between them. They're so gullible. So you can do something like this that is obvious satire. I mean, just the name itself, Anarchist Guild, it's essentially an oxymoron. Yes. Which is what makes it funny. Yes. You know. Like, if you know anything about anarchy, (laughs) they're not going to form a group. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. And the ones that do form a group aren't real anarchists. Well, at least the ones that form any governmental structure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or like that one person that told me uh, uh, to... uh, why don't I go out to the desert or the jungle and form that non-government government? government? <laughs> it's like, what? So anyway, but the point is, is we're having a lot of fun right now with the Anarchist Guild. I think we're going to make up some T-shirts. Yes, there will be Anarchist yeah. Guild swag yeah. that we're going to have I like now. It. I like we're going to get a logo made, and it's going to work out very, very well. Now, it, it, like, are you? do you want to put, if you don't like what people are really protesting about, blame us? Like, Is that going to be the tag? I think that should be across the, the back of the T-shirt. Like it should have the logo on the front and across the back is if if you don't like uh, what people are protesting about, just blame us. Okay. You know? All right. And then right. the, the anarchist guild with <laughs> yeah. the, a circular logo. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be like our, our unofficial motto. Oh, yeah. No, you this know? is definitely like going to be. This is definitely yeah. a thing. Yeah. Like this is definitely going to blossom into something. Oh, it's got to. Yeah. It has yeah. to. <laughs> I, when I, call, I called you last night about it. And, you were, and, and initially you weren't receptive when I was saying, hey, we need to do something with this until I said we need to get a T-shirt with a logo on it. It's the moment I pictured a T-shirt. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, let's do this. Uh, yeah, and it, depending on how soon we can get these made, I'll be wearing them to the next protest <laughs> I go to. We're not going to get them made that soon. Okay. I still got to get Kelly to Well, who the knows? Logo. The protest might be going on for months. We never know. Well, that's true, too. You know, hopefully. That's true, too. And, uh, uh, well, on to the show. I would like to say congratulations to everybody. You made it through coronavirus. That's right. Yes. So, yes. You, coronavirus is now officially over, at least at protests. Yes. You know. Yeah. As long as you go out and protest... Then there's no problem. Then there's no problem. Yeah. Now, if you want to reopen your business, you're Maybe going to kill grandma. Yeah, could be an issue there. You're going to kill grandma. Going to church. Can't really do that yet. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep no. your distance. No. A protest, you're fine, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No and problem You can yell and scream at a protest. You can, you know, you can do whatever you want to do at the protest. You don't even have to wear a mask. I actually saw a city in California that, that put out real instructions, and they said social gatherings needed to be limited to 12 people. Um, you know, uh, church gatherings, 12 people, um, you know, business, you, you got to maintain social distancing. However, protests can be up to 100 people. <laughs> it's like, OK, first of all, you, you're not really understanding any of this to begin with, because the whole concept of a protest is you can't tell us what to do. Yes. You know yes. yes. <laughs> the protesters are kind of going to do their thing anyway. But why? I mean, who on your city council thought of that? Said, okay, yeah, mm, yeah, b- the social gatherings, you know, barbecues, 12 people, businesses, you know, we got to keep social distancing. Protests, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> and the one thing they can't control are the one thing that they're like, you know, ah, government, man. It just, it makes no sense. This, look, this past couple months, if it's done anything, is it's highlighted the utter hypocrisy of all. All of it, of everything, of the media, of the politicians, of people, of of all of it. Because here's the thing. You do have people that are pissed off about the protests that were out there protesting themselves to open up the businesses. Now, I agree with both right. of them protesting. Yes. I, I don't disagree with one or the other. I think they go out and protest I, for one, go out and protest for the other. I supported the people with rifles in the Michigan State Capitol. Yes. And I support the people out there uh, protesting uh, for Black Lives Matter and pol- against police brutality. I, I support both. I would march with both. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, I don't understand how you can be for one and against the other. Well, and it, it doesn't goes, make it goes logical. both ways. It goes yeah. both ways. Either way, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because if you look at what's her name, um, the 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 mayor of uh, or the 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 governor of Michigan, right, Gretchen Whitmer, authoritarian psychopath, right. If you look at her, she wanted to throw people in jail and extend the curfew and extend the thing when it comes to people protesting to open up their own business. But when it comes to actually like going out there and, and protesting this, she would go out with them. Like she was out there with them already. Right. Like it's ideological. And that's that's and that's it. I think that's what we're learning about America is that it is it is 
ideology first, logic second. And there's there's no rhyme or reason to anything that either people do or individuals within government do. It's just their ideology is what comes first. And Trump's an, another I don't example. Think, but of here's it. the thing: logic isn't you even know? second, though. I mean, like, with, with Trump, no, it's, it's yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't even come into play. But with Trump, it's like the the guys going in the Michigan Capitol with with uh, firearms, which God bless them. First Amendment right, Second Amendment right. As far as I'm hooray. concerned, hundred percent. He's saying resist. Those, those were a bunch of great people. Yeah. Okay. And he's calling the protesters out there thugs. Yeah. Yeah. And there's people listening to the show that say, "Wow, our protesters are burning stuff and they're looting." And yeah, that's true. Well, here's you know the thing. what I'm saying. The riot. What would happen? I will say there's difference between people that are rioting and people that are protesting. Okay, hang on a second. At that state capitol protest, what would happen if the cops killed somebody? What do you mean? I, if, I'm if, not following. If you the here. Michigan state protest would have happened, what would have happened if the cops killed somebody? One of the protesters. I don't know. I, I okay. don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, there you way. go. I, I, if there if there wasn't shit set on fire, and windows broken and stuff like that, I would be extremely disappointed with them. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you there. I, don't get me wrong. Look, I think that the police reaction to a lot of these things has been bad. In some in some areas, the police reaction to it has been bad. In some areas, the police reaction has been good. In some areas, the protests have been bad. And in some areas, the pro, it, I, I, you can't blanket statement any of it, actually. No, you can't. You can't. And you can't lump anybody who is doing anything in with any other group. Because first and foremost, there are some groups out there, but... It, for the most part, this is just angry people. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, there are groups that are trying to co-op it, get in front of it, and to use it for their own devices. But they're really not. But they are. No, no, but they're trying. Well, they're trying, but they're not well, look, accomplishing they've been, it. Here's the thing. When it comes to the Black Lives Matter, Matters thing, one, that definitely was part of it. Right. But they're saying that that's basically the only thing. Like, the economic part of this is not something that's being really talked about. It's talked about, like, in as a as an offshoot it's not talked about how it took that happening in order to make this kind of violent protests possible a little more possible because of all those people that were unemployed that felt hopeless that like like you locked everybody in their house for a month and then you did something like this yeah like that that part of it it's only talked about with the black you know they're like this is a movement now of, yeah of, well i can tell you that the the protests that i've been to so far are I would say they're at this point they're not even predominantly black. I, I would say that the majority of people in the protests that I've been to um, are white. There's right. more white people out there than black people. Well, okay, for the most so part. where did you go? So tell me where you. Okay, went. Uh, so far uh, this week I went to a protest in uh, downtown St. Pete and a protest in da downtown Tampa. When was the St. Pete one? The St. Pete one was last Sunday. I went to it. Okay. And that was relatively calm. They had, uh, you know, the police presence was just standard police. They weren't in riot gear. They were just regular cops. They did block off First Avenue North. Um, and there was a crowd, you know, marching and, and a couple of crowds marching from different directions. And then a, a crowd gathered at the police station. Uh, but it was peaceful and the um, there no curfew on that one or anything like that. Peaceful. Because they didn't set a curfew. At no, that no, they didn't set a curfew at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, it would just basically what I, what I thought was great is the chance in addition to, you know, the ones you would expect, the anti-police brutality included, uh, defund the police and abolish the police. Yeah. So that's actually, uh, you know, part of the, the anarchist guild has been working very hard to introduce those concepts into the protests. And I'm glad to see that, that we've, uh, succeeded in getting people to want to actually abolish, uh, uh, portions of government so that's a good thing um but the tampa protest was completely different all right so what was the tampa one now the tampa protest uh this was on tuesday night and i took the whole family because i thought it would be a fun family activity because if you're gonna bring your wife and your kids somewhere right a protest is where you go right exactly exactly and you know i i thought there was a possibility things might get violent so having two you know six foot two 250 pound guys with me uh didn't hurt things either well yeah yeah know? yeah but yeah when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about bringing your sons <laughs> yeah, your my, sons are of age yeah they're they're 27 and 21 yeah, so, so you know or 26 and 21 uh but so yeah no no problem there um but uh yeah so we we went to the protest and it was uh you know really fantastic had a great time there um but the police presence was unbelievable. 
um, and they were out there with riot shields. There was probably about 2,000 protesters, I'm going to say, um, and they were the cops were definitely very aggressive, uh, pre-positioned. They charged us a couple of times. Um, they had uh, water cannons out there. Uh, the, the protesters, we tried to get onto I-275, and uh, I got to tell you, they came with a whole bunch of trucks full of riot cops and and came running in there and storming in there and charging us and it was it was pretty wild it was pretty impressive and uh we got actually separated from the group at one point and surrounded by cops and that was when you say we how many people were in the we i four my family oh jesus so you got you four got separated and it was you surrounded by a bunch of cops yes yeah (laughs) because we were kind of like that was right about when everyone was going on to i-275 and we were kind of holding back a little bit because you ain't trying to go on the interstate yeah i was thinking ah, it's probably a bad idea to get up on the interstate you know because it is yeah (laughs) so we were holding back a little bit and this was right before they started arresting people um, and so because we held back, they came in and they, they charged us from two sides and kind of surrounded us. Yeah. And we, that at that point we're like, Oh, safety in numbers, man, we're getting back in the school of fish here, yeah. you know? And we got back in the group, but that's, that's when the wife said, okay, enough. And it's funny. I was talking to her and you got to understand that my wife, a middle-aged woman that's never had a traffic ticket yeah. in her life said she was totally fine with the protesters felt totally safe with the protesters was terrified of the cops wow yeah and that's what she was afraid of you know and she said the the only time she was scared the whole time is when the cops were coming at us yeah you know and like um me and my boys we were like standing nose to nose with the riot police Mm -hmm. you know and, and my wife was like you know holding way back and she says that was she was watching us there and she was just so worried you know that they were going to do something. They were going to, yeah, they were going to start hitting us with billy clubs and stuff. Did you feel like they were going to? You know, it was just kind of a staring match. People were saying things to him, and I was. But keep, you weren't saying anything. I wasn't him. saying anything because I'm not there to. I, I was there really just to, to observe and you experience know, experience it. it, that sort of thing. Um, and obviously to show, to to just be a part of it and, and say, yeah, you know, stop the brutality. You know. Now, did did the, did the people that you were there with the, at the protest that you're talking about in Tampa? Did they did any of them get violent? No. Did any of them break I did, anything? I didn't see. Did they cause any property damage or anything like that? Did other, you see any of that? Other than uh, maybe trampling on a flower bed, uh, just you know, because there were so many people walking in a certain direction. But other than that, now, no, there was there was no absolutely no intentional vandalism. There was no looting. There was no violence. Like I said, the only ones that could have been considered violent were the cops. And they were, again, I didn't see them attack anyone, but what they kept doing is they kept forming phalanx lines and then just out of the blue, all of a sudden running at us. Yeah. Like trying to, kind of like trying to push the herd in a certain direction. Well, they, yeah, because that's know. what they want to do. Yeah. Well, and then we're we're moving and then, you know, we're not going to where they want. And they were trying to pre-stage in different areas, but they had hundreds of cops out there. And they closed out all of downtown, like all the entrances into downtown. I found a way in. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. The the Tampa protest. I'd like to go to more of them, actually. But but the thing is, though, but there has still haven't had a chance to throw a Molotov cocktail. And that's what I'm really looking for. Well, you know, I mean, you you always have your hope. I know I I, Um, I can keep trying. So. But there have been places to where they are causing property damage, where they are, you know, they're doing a lot. They're doing damage. They're hurting people. Yeah. Not just the police. Like, both sides have been hurting people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. things like that. You have to understand is that, and I know a lot of people that haven't been out there at a protest think that there's, you know, this is some organized group out there doing these things. And I can tell you, without question, having been there, um, it's not, at least the two I've been to. And I can almost guarantee you that none of them are. Now, there may be little groups of people. There may be some agitators there. But there was no organization. There was no leadership. This was, the best way I can say is a herd or a school of fish. It was just like, oh, okay, people are walking that direction. All right, let's walk that direction. Yeah. Uh, but there was no one giving instructions. There was no one shouting orders. Uh, the only thing I heard is people were like relaying information of where they were pre-positioning the water cannons. Yeah. Because that was a concern was that they were going to start hitting us with fire hoses. Yeah. But they didn't actually do that. So, 
Did, did you see any violence that the police did to the protesters? Not, um, not like actual violence. It was just more the 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 show of force. The like I said, when they would charge well, people, did they push anybody. Um, I didn't see them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah, they kind of like you know jam people with but, their shields, but, but nothing, it wasn't like it wasn't like aggressive. Like they didn't hurt anybody. Though, they, really. it, I didn't see anyone seriously injured or anything. Okay, you know, I mean, when people were running, a couple people might have tripped and so, stumbled. So but some of the things you've seen serious. on video. So some of the things you've seen on video around the country, right, on both sides didn't really happen in Tampa, at least from what you saw. No, there was nothing that uh, egregious that you've been seeing on CNN. But or all you like can that. talk about is what you've seen at yeah, the same it, time, it, though. Right, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, having said that, it was a, well, I enjoyed it, you know, but that's just the anarchist in me. Um, but it was, you know, I could see where a lot of people would find it a, a pretty frightening experience. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. All right. So did you talk to any of the people that were there? Yeah, yeah. What did what were they? Did they say what they were there for? Did they? Did, I, did any I, of them kind of like what were the conversations that you no, had? No, I didn't. I didn't like interview people. There. No, I understand. So it was just like you know, hey, what's going on over there? Where are we going? You know, it was that sort of conversation. I got gotcha. you. Um, so I, I don't know what the underlying motivation was, but I, did obviously, you get any sense of it? Yeah, people were mad about police brutality, but that was it, though. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed like the, you know, the the main reason that's what things were people were chanting, hands up don't shoot. Um, you know, they were chanting George Floyd, um, you know, that sort of thing. And, and and that's, you know, that's why I was out there was mine is a little broader. Mine is the the concept of the power of the people versus the power of the state. But, you know, it, police brutality is a huge component of that. You oh, know, yeah. that's that's the that's the enforcement mechanism of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I was I was very um, happy to, to hear that in, in both protests, people were chanting abolish the police and defund the police. Yeah, you because know, I think that is a uh, again, maybe we don't go all the way there, but the the threat of that happening can just dramatically change things and i think we do need that can to, change the attitude of the police that can change the attitude of the police and i do believe we need to demilitarize the police actually i believe in abolishing the police but i don't think we're actually going to get there um so short of that we should be focusing on demilitarizing the police and holding the police accountable um and you know uh, forcing them to follow the constitution and stop telling them that their lives are more important than ours because i think that's the biggest problem when you hear how many times have you heard um or seen in these videos it's about officer safety officer safety first we just want to go home at night well yeah everybody wants to go home at night but your life is not more important than the civilian in fact if you're signing up to be a cop you should have the attitude that I am supposed to risk my life for that civilian. I'm not supposed to say that civilian is a threat to me and my life is more important than them. That's true. You know what no, I'm no, saying? No, no, that's true. That's and if you have that attitude, you shouldn't be a cop. So really, I think what what if anything comes of this positive, I'm hoping that we demilitarize the police and retrain police that civilians are not their enemy. Civilians are the ones they're supposed to protect and that you know, they have rules of engagement similar to the U.S. military. Well, I think that here's the thing. I think that what we need to do, and again, this may be a little thousand foot view, high minded kind of thing, is that the overall attitude on every policy that comes from the police needs to change from law enforcement to peace officer. Right. Is that you're there to keep the peace. You're not there to enforce the law. Right. Right. Which that changed. That changed. No, oh, no that, over the over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, peace officer used to be a real, uh, you know, thing. That's what you know. That's what I think all the departments need to aspire back to being is right. to be peace officers. Is that you're there to keep the peace, right? You're not there to enforce the law. I mean, right. you, you and uh, and that's you know part of the way that uh, you know cop cars went from saying protect and serve to we fight as one. Exactly. You know, exactly. It's that you know, and I haven't been able to talk to some, a cop from Pasco yet. But I want to desperately have a conversation with a cop from Pasco what does that mean to them to explain that yeah to explain that's what that means right you know like when you fight as one who are you fighting yeah yeah you're fighting us you're fighting us right yeah and that was that's what's on display out there like you know in Tampa St. Pete like I said was the the police were uh, a much smaller force and much uh, less and that's changed over the past couple nights apparently they've gotten more aggressive uh, over the past couple nights but, yeah but when I was in st. Pete 
you know, they were plain clothes. They didn't have riot shields. They were acting a lot more like, hey, we are just here to keep the peace. Yeah. Not to be part of the problem. Well, but, the, but here's the thing, though. And again, I don't know who you it's so hard to figure out who to blame for certain things. Right. But there have been property damaged. There are people that their rights are being infringed upon by these by the by the the rioters, so right. not the protesters, by the rioters. Yeah. There are people that they're being infringed upon. And so what do you do at that point? You know what I mean? And if if the cops spend a couple of days and they just back away, it's almost like they're kind of allowing it to happen. So it justifies them coming in there and beating somebody down with a bat. Sometimes I think they back away to let people go nuts and then to go in there and say, see, look what happens when we go away. It goes nuts. That's why you need us. You know, kind of I, like the mob. I, I, I'm it wouldn't surprise me that if some in some departments that is, you know, policy. It, it would, you know, I'm sure not official policy, but you know that's what they're thinking. I mean, so no, they, in that some of the cities, me. though, in some of the cities, the, the officers joined the protesters <laughs> for a few minutes. Yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah, until they decided to, you know, bash their skulls in again. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. But again, why? Why at one point would you do that and then go and bash your skulls in? I, I think that. Well, I think a lot of individual cops are juggling a lot of. <laughs> Okay, like, for example, I know a cop that has stopped telling people what he does for a living. He won't tell people he's a cop anymore because he's ashamed of it at this point and a little worried at the ramifications of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think there is some of that going on. Whose fault is that? It's all the cops fault. Yeah, all of them. I mean, well, I wouldn't be even that specific. It's it's society as a whole's fault, though, too. Explain that. Okay. Because people will want them to make a law against this <laughs> oh, and a law against right. this and a law against this, you take the people that are that do sign up to join the force to to do it in a way like to 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 want to protect their fellow people, right? And you make them basically glorified you know me, revenue generators of the state and if you refuse to be a revenue generator of the state and want to go out and actually solve serious crime you're booted off the force kind of like beza kind of like beza yeah. and if you're too smart you're booted off the force john beza wanna... by the way i think that was episode 24 if you want to go back and and hear a great interview uh, with uh, oh yeah, more important than ever. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, go back to uh, you know if if you're listening to our podcast, you could probably you're probably on a, a site that allows you to go back. I think it was episode 24, and it was called uh, "Being a Libertarian Cop in an Authoritarian World" or something, something like, like that. that yeah. um, and that's an interview with John Beza, who was a, a, a NYPD police detective for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. Broke his leg, came to Florida. Uh, you know, so he retired from NYPD, came to Florida, became a Pasco deputy. And uh, just decided, well, you know what? I, I He was a, a vice cop, decided that I, I can't support the war on drugs anymore. So what I'm going to do is every day that I go out on a shift, every night I go out on a shift, I'm just going to round up uh, people with outstanding warrants for property and violent crimes. Yeah. And he was like had the highest arrest rate in Pasco County Sheriff's Office. And he ended up having to leave because they kept telling him, well, well you're you, not need to, tickets. you need to go out there and start writing traffic tickets and generate revenue. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm, I'm bringing you, you know, felons. I'm arresting felons every night peaceably without kicking in doors with a SWAT team. I'm just going yeah, to knock doing on, it by himself. He's going like by Perry himself, freaking Mason knocking on a door at three o'clock in the morning saying, hey, man, you, you got a warrant. Come on. You got to go. Let's go. Come on. Get your clothes on. To, we, and we're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like that. And they're like, OK. You know? <laughs> and literally he did this you know he 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 told the story that he would have three people in the back of his cruiser going to the jail yeah you know he's like hang on a second i gotta stop picks up pick up somebody else you know that's what we need that's what we need to go back to and the fact that like you said we've got so far away from that where the police protect and serve the establishment and act as revenue generators and tax collectors you know, yeah, but the, and then but the reason that and the Karens of the world call them every time that they have some minor problem, and the only way the the police are trained to deal with it is to come out and use force. Yeah, so you have people wanting the cops to handle every little minor situation that you should be able to handle in your normal lifetime, um, and you have uh, basically they come out, they're a hammer, and everything looks like a nail because they're trained that. 
every old lady and pregnant woman and little kid is going to shoot you mm-hmm. and your life is more important than everyone else's. Yeah. And that's really the, the sum of the problem that led us to this today. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the vic- oh, and definitely don't be black. And the, because it's like it's like double if uh, all that's double if you're black. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, here's the thing: that's the real solution too, is to get rid of these stupid laws, the victimless crime laws that are out there. Have the police focus on the victim crimes because you have a much higher you have a much higher respect for police. If you were done wrong by someone where they, you know, they infringed their upon your rights and then that person was brought to justice, you right. will feel better. You will also feel worse if it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of this is there's a lot of fixing that needs to go on. And I just the one thing I will say is I don't think that the racial component is actually the fix. I think that the racial component only happens because it's broken anyway. And then you can point to this as being, well, they're doing it because of this. Like, I don't think that this dude, uh, uh, whatever his name is, Chevin or whatever, killed Floyd because he was black. I think he killed him because he was a out of control cop that they never re- reined in after like 18 times of actually getting complaints filed. On that, that That is definitely true. However, however, I also think that there's a probability that if that's a white guy, either he never kneels on his neck to begin with or he lets up. Now, there may be some truth to that. I, I, so I think that, yeah. But I, we'll never know. We won't know. Right. But you're right about the root cause but I will say without question, it's worse for black people than it is for white people. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? no. But by they the same token, be, black people should be much more motivated to solve this problem the right way, too. You know, there is a meme floating around, which I'm finding extremely interesting. And the meme says, how old were you when a cop first pulled a gun on you? Oh, right. And people are answering. And I actually thought about that. And I said, well, the first time was when I was 16. You know, the next time I think I was 22, you know, and, and, and literally, if you think about that and, you know, maybe some of you have never had that experience, but a lot of us have. And I remember in the old days, there were cops who would work 20 years or even 30 years on a force. And they would say, I never pulled my gun out of the holster. Yeah. And now today. You can say, you know, when was the first time a cop pulled a gun on you? And it's it, it, there's plenty of people to answer it. And I'm not look, folks, I'm not a bad person. I've lived my entire life with a code that I believe in the non-aggression principle. I believe in the golden rule. I don't steal. I don't hurt. I you know, I don't bother people unnecessarily. I respect their private property. Yeah. But still, under those circumstances, you know, it's, it's even without any of that happening. I've still been in that situation. And a lot of people have. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I got to tell you, I don't think I've ever had a cop pull a gun on me. Really? No, and I've been arrested. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I got off, though, just for the record. It's, it's funny. Just for the record, though, I got off. <laughs> you got off, yeah. You had a good attorney. Um, yes, I did. It, it, well, it's funny that the two times that I had uh, guns pulled on me, I didn't end up getting arrested. Because I, oh, I, nice. ab- I did absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. But the cops were just dramatically overreacting. You know, don't get me wrong. When I got arrested, you could... I, you. I, you know what it was? I felt that they were starting to get a little antsy. Right. And like putting their hand near their near their gun and stuff like that. Right. But what I did was I was like, oh, hold, hold on a second here. Like I even I even kind of felt like I like a like a spidey sense or something. Right. I was like, oh, hang on, guys. Hey, hold on. Hey, we're not trying to do all this now. Right. So, but hey, here's the thing. At the end of the day, like I see a lot of you see these protests. And what I think the one thing that's irking me a little bit about it is. The guy that did it got arrested. All of his other guys got arrested too. And it seemed like it, the protests themselves didn't let up. Right. So it seems to me like it's not as much about this one incident as it is about something else. Yeah. Well, it, here's the thing is, A, you know, it, again, they've arrested all the cops involved in that one incident. Yeah. But there's no plan going forward to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. And what's worse is it keeps happening. Yes. You know, and 
it's happening in the protest. You've got, I, I mean, how many videos have you seen from the protest where the cops are just beating the crap out of somebody for no apparent reason? Shooting tear gas canisters, you know, at, at people for no reason. Uh, beating up journalists. Pushing down an old man in Buffalo, causing him serious head injuries. Oh, yeah, dude's still in jail. I mean, still uh, in the hospital. Yeah, he's in serious but stable condition right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's going to pull through, but, you know, he's seriously injured. Yeah. You know? Don't get me wrong. Cops have been injured, too. But the thing is this, though. We're hiring the police to not injure other people, though. Right, exactly. Like, the protesters, if they, don't get me wrong, look, if you go out and you hurt somebody, you should be held accountable for that. You know who, what cops have not been injured? The ones who put down their shields and just went out there and started talking to people. Yeah. Those cops don't get injured. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the issue. It, it, you know, it, that's a situation where it, the more the cops step it up, the more the people are going to step it up. And I hope they do. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I said last week, Shit needs to burn. You yeah. know, we have gotten uh, the the balance of power between the people and the state has gotten so far out of whack in favor of the state that it's it's almost like we need to cause a shitload of chaos to make them afraid enough to rebalance the power to give us back some well, of the power. Yeah. And you don't you don't ask for power back. Because you never get it back that way. You have to take it. And unfortunately, what happens in those situations is you when you let the genie out of the bottle and when the chaos is unleashed, it's it's wildfire and there's going to be collateral damage. And there has been. And there has been. And it, there's going and, to be. And people will take advantage of the situation. Yes. Like the little skinny white kids that go into Target and steal the Legos. <laughs> that was awesome. I want to know a guy walking out of there. Are you kidding with me? With one box of Legos. Hold on. With a mask on, by the way. Right. Yeah. And he he looked like he was properly socially distancing, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he appeared to be as as uh, clean, uh, just a totally clean cut white kid stealing some Legos. Yeah. <laughs> was, meanwhile, that was pretty funny. Meanwhile, the stock market is still going up, by the way. I don't understand that. That makes zero sense to me. Like, hold on. Like on my portfolio, like I made like a, a significant percentage yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah. that had something to do with it. We'll get to that in a second here. But even the week, though, like the week, I'm still doing pretty good, actually. Which right. Is kind of funny. Right. So I highly suggest people invest in the stock market right now because it's working great <laughs> well until it doesn't i highly uh, suggest people invest in it now because i'm shorting the market waiting for it to crash yeah <laughs> and you know what there's a whole lot of billionaires that are doing the exact same thing oh yeah so don't i honestly what i'm telling you folks is don't and i i don't believe in the stock market right now i wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole um get out if you're in now uh, here's the thing it's a risk either way and it's volatile either way yeah but there's ways that you can, you know, make it worth it. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's there's any prayer of uh, this. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, you know, it's so detached from reality oh, right now. Hold on, now. though. I did want to, there was one other thing I wanted to talk about. During the week, and I don't remember if it was all last week or this week, but when Trump did the, was did we do the show last week when Trump did the photo op? No, that was uh, after the show. I think that was on Monday. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think that happened Monday. And then the, the mil, and then him doing the military threat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Did you see the response from the people in the military? By the way. Oh yeah. Like what a great response that ended up being. You like, really, this, you really, really, really need to read my book. <laughs> why? 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 What? What does that got to do with it? Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't want to give away the ending of the book. Well, then don't. But literally, that's the exact same plot of my book. Oh, I got you. Basically, the bottom line is um, the uh, U.S. military was given orders to go after the American people, and it split the military. They fractured, and literally the military split in half, and and about a third of the U.S. military actually turned against uh, the uh, federal government. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. So... But it was nice to see, though, and again... And And here's the thing. You had an inkling of that... You had the the realization, at least, that that is a possibility under these circumstances, because you literally had the president of the United States says he was going to invoke the Insurrection Act. He said that, mm-hmm. which means that uh, posse comitatus be damned. Uh, and whether the states like it or not, he's going to send in the U.S. Army, U.S. Marine Corps uh, at all. And, uh, you know, basically uh, re- restore, quote unquote, law and order. Yeah. Okay. Um, because he's a law and order president. <laughs> God. 
God, I wish he understood what that meant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the point is, is that the Pentagon just said, mm, yeah, we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, and right. the Joint Chiefs said, mm, yeah, we're just going to pretend you didn't say that. Yeah. And that's what happened. Really, what you just had was a mini coup of the U.S. military not following the president's orders. Yes. And the president, I think, is just too stupid to notice that it happened. Well, because he didn't, <laughs> you he, know, because I think that he just he he says he wants to be looked at as the is unpredictable. And that's why he was yelling at the governors, because he's like, well, you know, you got to you got to make them think that you'll do something this crazy. So you will till they'll back off. Well, he's right. I mean, that's what he said in the art of the deal. You know, that's yeah. it's 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 everything is negotiating tactic with him. But, he, he you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you get to do that as the president, by I, the way. I don't think you do. You shouldn't do no. that as the president. Because when you say things... That has real consequences. That has real consequences, especially when you give an order. And essentially, well, he was giving an order. But the protest went out of control in Washington, D.C. Like the, re the response to what he said was the exact opposite of what he was looking for. Don't get me wrong. Eventually, things calmed down. But eventually, things were going to calm down anyway. And then he tries to take credit for it when in all reality, he had nothing. to. He made things worse and then tries to take credit that he calmed everything down. When in all reality, it just it, it burnt itself out. Uh, well, it hasn't even burned itself I don't all the way. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's. I, I tell you, it's uh, it definitely. It seems like the protests are a lot more peaceful. There's kind of like a a detente right now because yeah. early on, the protesters were like winning. Yeah, and then the the state pushed back, and it looked like they were winning for a while, and now it's kind of like this stalemate. Yeah, you know, and but there's no end in sight. You know. Still. I mean, they're going to continue. Pro I mean, again, this is where we run into the problem of now let's make something productive happen. And what's that productive thing that's going to happen? Molotov cocktails. Okay. No. I, honestly, best. I, and again, this is just me. But I think the best thing that could happen for America right now is for uh, the protesters to tear down the uh, uh, fences in Lafayette Square and storm the White House. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, no. That, I think that would be phenomenal. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And this is not an anti-Trump thing. I'd be saying the same thing if Obama was in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the protesters to, uh, you know, completely uh, take over the White House. You know, I'm actually rooting for calm right now. Yeah. I would like to see calm again. Why? It solves nothing. If if we go calm right now, nothing's going to change. Oh. You haven't solved anything. You didn't solve the problem. I Police are going to. I have no faith that they're going to solve the problem now as it is. Police are going to play nice for a few months, and then it's all going to go back to the way it was. I hope that's not the case. I really you know. do hope that. I really and do the hope government's going to realize that the consequences of a locking in our, locking us in the house, b, um, you know, shutting down our businesses, c, putting up things like checkpoints at the the state borders, and d, killing people in the streets uh, by law enforcement then it's all pretty much okay. They can basically get away with it. There may be a little pushback, but they can basically get away with it. So if that's, if everything just settles down now, they're going to be, ooh, that dog, so, that dog nearly bit us. So what do you think needs to happen now then? Other, okay, hold on. Other than the Molotov cocktail in the White House. I, that's what needs to happen. Well, Short of that, nothing. Um, we need to uh, break more shit, start more fires, be more aggressive. You know, wow. Yeah, I, <laughs> I said it. You think, I, but but you, but not because you want those things to happen, well, but because you does. feel that they need to happen. <laughs> part but, of me does, but no, no, but you, but you're, but hold on though, but you're not really, and you don't believe in infringing on the rights of others anyway, though, as a general principle. And I, what you're talking about is in, is in complete contradiction to the, to your basic principle. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 necessary. <laughs> It, yeah, again, so you don't want it. It's just necessary. I don't believe in violence. Yes. Okay. But if someone breaks into my house to commit violence upon me, I'm going to be violent. Yeah. You, you see what I'm so saying? You're saying any, so, so you also are, are okay with if any of, if there's a person that's a protester and he breaks into a, an establishment and no. he starts wrecking shit up there. No. Then that, well, hold on, let me finish what I'm saying. I know what you're saying, but go ahead. And then the person that that's their property kills that person. You're okay with that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine with that too. 
Yeah. If people defend their property, yeah. God bless the roof Koreans, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yes, it's all, again, it, and it's hard to describe. It's just so, you're not going to actually change anything without breaking stuff. Yeah. You know? And, and you know, it, it, horrible as it sounds, killing people. You know? And again, I don't want it to happen. I do not want it to happen. But if we're going to fix the problem that we have, it's necessary. And if it does not happen, we're probably never going to fix the problem. The state is just going to keep growing and growing in power. And we as individuals are going to lose more and more of our rights. And they're going to be just further emboldened that they can take our lives, our liberty, and our property Without consequence. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to. And if, if 2020 has been an indication of anything, it is that the government can do whatever it wants. And it's also been an indication that at some point the people will push back. Yeah. But now if we're at that stalemate, I you can't predict what's going to happen. It's just it, it's probably just going to stay status quo. So at this point. Either the state gets more aggressive and takes more of our rights or the people get more aggressive and takes back more of our rights. And those are the that's kind of like when you really narrow everything down, when you boil it down to the, the root of the issue. Yeah, that's what it is. So if, if there is no more violence, then nothing changes. Yeah. If there's more violence by government, we lose. If it's if there's more violence by the people, we win. Yeah. Well, as long as the reaction from the government is to actually change policy. Or we just defeat them completely. Yeah, but there's okay. But at this point, there's still going to be a government. Unless yeah. you're saying that unless you're looking at this battle as the battle to eliminate government in its entirety. Well, it would be because nice, but is, it's not really that. Because yeah, it's not the that. vast majority of the people, and I'm don't talking 90% that. that are there, don't want that. No, exactly. And I, yeah, so I get that. Even the people that are part of the fake anarchist guild <laughs> right? yeah, don't exactly. want that. <laughs> yeah, even the people that people are calling anarchists right now, they don't even want that. Yeah. They want, they actually want more government. They just want it with their, their specific ideology. Yes. But no, the, the, the point that I'm really trying to make, and again, I do not advocate violence let's get that clear i'm not i'm not talking about this like i have any plan to make it happen or would be even participating in it if it were to happen what i'm saying is just looking back at this uh, almost from a ten thousand foot view as a, a neutral observer those are the three possibilities stalemate like it is right now and status quo nothing really changes yeah or the people push and take back some of the rights or the government pushes and takes more of our rights away from us. And that's really the the three potential outcomes. Yeah. You know? And again, I'm, I'm not condoning violence against anyone. But you're saying that. But I'm saying it's. It it's, might be necessary. It might be necessary. If, if the outcome you want is to have more freedom, uh, violent, more violence will definitely be necessary. Blood is shed by the by, by you know, patriots it, and tyrants. Really, it's tyrants it, and patriots. It's funny because I sound like a complete crazy person, but this is literally what Thomas Paine was saying, and Thomas Jefferson was saying, and George Washington was saying, and you know, all of our founding fathers who found themselves in a similar situation where their rights were being violated, but they were kind of at a multi-year stalemate with the government. Yeah, you know, you got to remember it didn't happen all at once. The Boston Tea Party happened in 1773. Yeah. You know, um, the Boston massacre happened in uh, what was 1775 and the revolution didn't start till 1776. So, yeah. you know, so all these things were, you know, brewing. Uh, so and that's what uh, I think that's what we're seeing now. So it, it really it depends on which side's going to win. Yeah. But that's how you have to look at it. And everybody out there in the media and everybody out there in politics is trying to pin groups against each other and say oh well let's let's pin the let, let's find all those prejudiced people and say oh yeah the blacks it's just the blacks you know or let's find all the the conservatives and say yeah it's just the democrats and let's find ways to separate people but i don't see any of that i see two sides the people and the state 
And that's really all it boils down to. And yes, within the people, there's a whole lot of different types of, of belief structures and ideologies and motivations yeah. and true that. And the same is true in the government. There's a whole lot of different ideologies and belief structures and motivations. Um, but the bottom line is there are only two sides in this conflict, and that's the people in the state. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I it's weird. Like I, in some things I don't disagree, but I think that in choosing what you're going to focus on like because i went up to so i live in hernando county so you live in pinellas and so right. you did the, the 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 major city protests correct i live in something that's far removed from the city well not far removed but removed enough yeah and there was on the corner of mariner boulevard and spring hill drive which is a major intersection in spring hill you know what i mean it's like the four corners area or whatever they call sure it. yeah there were one two three four five six seven eight eight protesters for black lives matter right and two Joe Biden campaign people. <laughs> now, <laughs> okay. the Joe Biden campaign people were separate. They were There was four different corners, and there were some people on every corner. The Biden people were on one corner. The other people were all three corners, and they didn't know the guy. Okay, let's just put this in perspective, that this protest is so small that it didn't even violate social distancing guidelines. <laughs> Gathering of 10 people. Yeah, not really. Well, they were so far apart that you could have had 40 people, right. 10 on each corner, technically. Yeah. yeah. So I went there. So I drove by and because um, I, was, I was doing an Uber Eats run. So I drove by, saw them, and then went back and parked and went and talked to them just because I wanted to see. And the first thing I asked them is I asked them how their, how, how their response was. And they said that the response they were getting was about a little more than half positive and a little less than half negative. Okay. So if they were going to respond, more than half, but right around half, were giving them a honking or hand raise or a sign or something, you know, give them a high five or something. Then there were people that drove by that flicked them off. Okay. That, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that. And, you know, when we talked, and I talked to him because I was talking to, the, to, 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 and actually the people in the Patreon group saw it because I took a picture and put it in the Patreon page. Um, for the members only, by the way. Okay. So when I went there, I talked to them for a couple minutes and just kind of asked them how they were doing, you know, what they were up to. I, 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 in a weird way, I tried to gauge their knowledge on the issue itself, not on the issue itself, but on things that were going on. Cause I talked about Amash's bill to eliminate, um, um, uh, the immunity. What, right. What, yeah. What the, the hell is the, it called? The, the, I, I can't believe I, I'm I forgetting know. everything right now. Qualified immunity. Yeah. Qualified immunity. So there's a bill put forward by Amash to end Which, if you immunity. don't want, know what that is, is that's essentially the immunity that law enforcement and a, a lot of uh, different government types have against uh, you civil. You able to sue them. Yeah. You, any type of civil litigation directly against them. Yes. So if uh, a, a cop uses force against you unlawfully or un, uh, unjustifiably, uh, you sue the police department, not that person individually. Yeah, which you know? is wrong. You should sue the person. Exactly. Yeah, that person made the decision. So I asked and them. And if you're suing the department, you're just basically suing your own tax dollars. Yes. You know. So I, I asked them about that, see where they were at on that part, and they kind of, you know, they didn't know much about that either. But I explained it to them. Then I actually told them we did a podcast, and I gave them the information on the podcast. So hopefully they're listening. If they're listening, great. It was a great conversation, though. I actually liked them. I thought that, and they were young kids. Like, they were younger. They were right. definitely in their early 20s. Yeah. Um, but they were out there protesting, man. It was really cool to see. Now, the Biden guy was just trying to latch on to the thing because, you know, one of the reasons that there's a lot of these crimes where, like, that's the funny part about guys like Biden is, like, they are trying to claim that they're for, like, these Black Lives Matter people when in all reality, the laws that they put in place are the things that are hurting them the most. And the cities in which they feel the brunt of this the most are the cities run by Democrats. Well, you hear uh, Biden address the uh, D.C. protesters. And it, I, I thought it was a phenomenal speech. He came out and said, look, Black, we're only going to shoot you in the leg from now on. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, how is that even like... Right. And look, and it would be a bigger thing if the media wasn't covering for the cat. Oh, I know. Because I they're, know. They're, they're totally giving him a pass for that. Like, he just advocated to get sh to shoot people in the leg. <laughs> yeah. and, it w and, and he's still the nominee. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, you know what? That's the one. And look, that's the one thing that I do hope that they I, I do hope that people realize that live in these cities is that you elect like the, the lie that the Democrats have told you about how we'll be the benevolent dictators. You just let right. us have all the rules. Yeah. 
if the if the mask isn't off of that right now, like you can't blame Trump for that. Right. You can't blame Trump. You can't blame Trump or Republicans. There's or not anybody a, else a more, for what goes on in Minneapolis. Yeah, there's not a more liberal city in America than Minneapolis. Maybe maybe it's number two to San Francisco. Yeah, same with goes to New York and right. L.A. And right, like all these places. If you're gonna blame racism, it ain't Trump that's in charge there. Like you go blame, blame racism if you want to, but it's the Democrats putting it forward. If you're gonna blame a political party, because they're the ones in charge of that city. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot of shit to blame Trump about, but racism in Minneapolis, a cop, you know, murdering a black man in Minneapolis, ain't it? Ain't it? Ain't yeah. it? And so. if you, here's the thing, and if you are now, hang on a second, the cops tear gassing people in D.C., that's him. Yeah, oh, that one hundred percent. Hold on, and here's the thing, pepper spray still freaking tear gas, by the way. Like, cause that's and pepper what, spray is not tear gas. Well, hold on, but that's what they did. Hang on, that's I've what they been did tear gassed, and I've been pepper sprayed. Well, hold on, they use pepper spray in D.C., not tear gas. I saw plenty of tear gas canisters. It was pepper spray. Okay. What they're holding in the thing is pepper spray. Those canisters are CS they're gas. Pepper, they're pepper bombs or something like that. Uh, we'll have to you gotta I, look I, it up. On, I've seen plenty of CS gas canisters, and that's sure what I'm they look like. I'm just telling you what, what ended up coming out on that Okay. Oh, I know, man. It's, oh, it's still hang horrible. On hang on a second. Like, we do need to, talk, for a photo we need to talk, talk about that photo op. Oh, yeah. Okay. But first of it. all, I had the sound off on the TV. So I see him walking over there and picking up this book and looking at it like he's never seen it, like rotating it in his hands and then holding it up uh, like above his head. Hold on, tell more of the story than that. You can't start. You can't start there. Like you can't start. That's like have, that's like starting halfway through the story. Well, hang on. I, I literally thought like he thought somebody lost the book and was <laughs> trying to return it to him. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I got a book here. Anybody lose a book? You know, I mean, that's what it looked like to me. But yeah, so he uh, and everybody knows the story at this point. I yeah, mean, I the, the news yeah, has been right. all yeah. over it. He tear gassed a bunch of people, including literally the clergy that was out in front of the church that he went and stood in front of for the photo bomb. He actually had the uh, the cops and, and uh, National Guard run those people out, trample their aid station and pepper spray them. I guess we'll use yeah. the term pepper spray. Um, and uh, <laughs> for a photo op. For a photo op in front of their church. Yeah. The pastor of that church was one of the guys rounded up and cleared out of there. You know, it's like, uh, yeah. Oh, the uh, the uh, bishop uh, bishop of the diocese was pissed. Oh yeah. You know, so yeah, that's well, uh, and the protest increased tremendously at that point. Well, uh, not enough. I mean, they there now. There's a big fence around Lafayette Square, and you can't get anywhere within a mile of the White House. Oh yeah. Well, they no, need to tear that fence down, as far as just, I'm concerned. It's just so much bullshit. Like yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's, so it's like bullshit. so un-American. Uh, it, it just you know. It, I get it. These guys have to protect the president. But I can tell you right now, there's a lot of members of the U.S. Armed Forces that are like, we want nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I so I there's a and this is one thing a lot of people may not realize, but there's such a huge difference between cops and soldiers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. There's a huge difference in the way they think. And there's a huge difference in. Honestly, I believe what they believe in. Yeah. And I think that a lot of because regardless of how it ends up, pretty much everyone who goes in the military, you know, um, well, does it for one of two reasons. One, they're hungry and need a place to stay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, and two, they actually believe in defending freedom, defending yeah. constitutional rights. Yeah. Cops, on the other hand, I don't think b really believe in defending freedom to the same level, even remotely. So I think there's a real big difference there. And I think that's why you see uh, the National Guard specifically in these situations acting completely different than law enforcement. Yeah. And I think the same would be true of the U.S. Army. The Marine Corps, I can't tell because they're just kind of dumb killing machines. So <laughs> I really don't understand Piss that. But I, I know. Off Wiley. <laughs> I know the U.S. Army, they're, uh, they're strack. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Army. You guys are dorks. Uh, we're at an hour, man. You got, you're dorks. Hold no. on. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. All right. Let's, even, we'll keep it rolling. For even this hour, we're See, not look at that. You're, you're, you're getting bonus time now. You're in overtime here. Yeah. Here's the thing. Wouldn't it be nice when sports are back? Eh, I don't care. Really? I didn't really watch them anyway. Eh, I was kind of done watching them. Like that's the one part about this that hasn't bothered me at all. Mm, yeah, I, I I miss that they're not there though. 
I do a little bit miss the background, but however, they've been putting like Korean baseball on and that's fine with me too. <laughs> like, I don't even care. Like I'm not paying enough of attention for it to matter. That's funny. And even if they're showing like old shit, like they're doing old shows and stuff like uh, whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I, I wish I did care more, but I don't, I don't really. Football is the one I still really care about. Yeah, but it wouldn't have been on right now anyway. Though. I know. I know. But still, that'll probably be on back. Let's hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, you had somewhere you want to still take it? Uh, yeah. So, but I wanted to go with this. When I'm finished with the Trump thing. Okay. You're going to do a freaking photo op to go and do this. You're not even going to really tell a whole lot of people about it because everybody's backing away from you actually from doing it. Like, I didn't know it was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen. Like, all these well, people are Yeah, pretty are just much everyone away. said they, they didn't know what was going on. It's like, oh, oh, the president's going outside. I guess we better go with him. And then to do this photo op holding a Bible in front of this thing, like... It looks so, like... I, I, Bizarre, and, I, and I, I, I think you might have shared this. I don't know if you did, but they were, they they put his quote about the grabbing by the pussy quote. Oh, on the on sign. The, on the I sign. didn't share that, but I saw it. Yeah. You know what, man? You got to own that shit. Here's the thing: if you're gonna if you're gonna have the nerve and the balls to stand out in front of a church holding a Bible, then you know what that quote gets to be behind you. Yeah, <laughs> you know why? Because that's stupid. You're dumb as shit. And then to try to equate it, well, Clinton did it too. Did he do it in the middle of a fucking riot, man? Like the, the thing is this: like sometimes well, no, you did, just got to no, no, own that on. shit. Did you hear the backstory on that? No, it was the same Bible. Oh my god! Yeah, what happened is Clinton left it at Epstein's house, and Trump picked it up the next day. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> But to see this again, I'm always I'm kind of worried about like not worried, but I'm I'm just curious about how this election is going to end up. Which you know, which senile white man is going to win, right? It doesn't matter. Well, it's it, completely it does, irrelevant it, as far as I'm it, concerned. No, no, it totally matters. The entertainment value of one vice the other is completely different. It's two different shows. You may find both shows entertaining, but it's two different shows how altogether. So? Okay, wait a second. We. You, basically, for a long time until the the world went insane in 2020. Half of the time, we were just going off. Uh, we were using what stupid shit the the president was saying as material. Now we're definitely yeah, no matter what happens, we're going to have a guy first saying off, a whole Trump, lot of stupid shit. Okay, first off, Trump can finish sentences. They may be stupid sentences, but it's better than Biden can't finish sentences. It's it's like Mr. Magoo against Are you, whatever's not Mr. Magoo. Do you really want to have the conversation of who's the smartest retard? I mean, because that's really what you, the conversation you're you're having. You here. may we may be going down that road, but I'm just what I'm saying is is that it's, my apologies for using the, the R word, but I think it, in this case it's it's valid. At the beginning of the week, you think Biden's going to win, but when Friday comes out and those job numbers come out where they come out at, that helps him. He, the job numbers are such bullshit. Oh, oh come th- on, we got to talk dude. about that the second hour. All right, we'll talk about okay, that in the second and, the, and hang on a second. The fact that you think... And we got to do the bricks in the second hour, the too. Fa- oh, I know. We didn't talk about the bricks, damn yeah, there's it. There's so much going on. Oh, it's God. A, it's, a, it's overload of freaking stuff. It totally and, is. And you know what the other thing is, though? You don't even got the you don't even get the music set up for the show. Oh, I don't. I always you forget totally to do You totally don't that. have that done. All right, stall, like, stall I've for waited me. as long as I could before <laughs> I actually had to call you out on it. I keep, and while I was still doing it, you still were listening like oh let me just sit here and look at Alex instead of actually taking about my responsibility of doing the show oh hold on is there some logos that I want to emulate when it comes to the new guild (laughs) such an asshole I actually forgot that was my job (laughs) well let's see if we can get into that here (laughs) all right lot on the other side unattendedbaggage.com or uh, uh, patreon.com slash unattendedbaggage we will see you on the other side all right see ya